All right, we'll say good morning. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's shir. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the shir and shows this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach and Zicharia Ben Zicharia. We thank our Daf. We hope in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama Slavin Aliyah, and the family in Nechama. We thank our Daf Yomi sponsors, our sponsors for Parak Avi Psochim, Moshin Chavi Abramson, in the, for dedicating the Parak in the Schus of Rafur Shalima for Daniel Meir Ben Chana. We thank Binyamin Fleischman for dedicating the Shir today as a Schus for Rafur Shalima for Rina Esther Bas Yafa Gita. May she have an immediate and complete Rafur. And Menashe and Bracha Efron for dedicating the Shir today. In honor of the birth of two granddaughters, Batya Zimrat Efron, Tanoam and Leah Efron, and, ben C- and newborn Efron girl to Ben Sion, and Alana Efron, Emir Hashem, I guess to be named Bisha Atova Umazlachos. And to thank Rabbi Tzvi and Malki Shor for dedicating the Shir today in commemoration of the Yartite of Rabbi Shor's father, Rabbi Daniel Ben Rav Avram Leib Shor. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. And we'll see with that, let us begin. We have an incredible, another incredible daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Kof Zayin 107. And we are picking up Emir Hashem on just the last line, the last line of Kof Vav Amud Beis. Actually, I think we left off maybe three lines up from the bottom. Amr Yosef Amr Shmuel. So we're now going to get into the very interesting discussion which we began a little bit quickly at the end of yesterday's year. So we'll say we get into a very interesting discussion now about what happens in the event if a person goes ahead and eats before Kiddush or eats before Havdalah. Does the act of eating before Kiddush or Havdalah essentially preclude me from making Kiddush or Havdalah on that day or on that night and require me to push off Kiddush or Havdalah to the next day or night? The idea being about to just to understand how this works is for example, let's say I eat, kid, I eat on Friday night before Kiddush. So Kiddush is a din, Kiddush is a din of, of occurring before Achila. So maybe there's a concept that if I eat before Kiddush on Friday night, I really should delay Kiddush until Shabbos day and, and make a proper Kiddush before Achila. Same thing with Havdalah. If I eat before Havdalah, let's say Shabbos, maybe I should wait until Sunday morning to go ahead and make Havdalah before the act of eating. So this is the Machlokis. Honor of Yudam Shmuel. Tam Elam Akadish, Tam Elam Abdus. What was Shmuel said? If you eat, you don't make Kiddush. When we say don't make Kiddush, it means you wait till the next day to make Kiddush. And if you ate before Havdalah, you wait until the next day to make Havdalah. Rabba, Amr Nachman, Amr Shmuel, Tam Mekadesh, Vetam Abdus. So we'll say it's a Machlokes in what Shmuel said. Machlokes and Shita Shmuel. So the second opinion, Rabba, or said the name of Nachman, that according to Shmuel, Tam Mekadesh, Tam Abdil. Even though you're not supposed to eat before Kiddush, if you did so, halacha l'maisa, you could still make Kiddush afterwards. Even when I supposed to eat before Abdullah, if you did so, you could still make Abdullah afterwards. Top of Kuf Zayin. Amar Rava. So Rava says, what's the halacha hilchasa? Tam mekadesh v'tam mavdil. Both say the halacha is that even you go ahead, even if you ate, you still go ahead and make Kiddush. And even if you ate, you still go ahead and make Abdullah. Furthermore, umishelo kiddish berev Shabbos. Mekadesh v'holech kol kulo. Ad Matzah Shabbos. 
Furthermore, we see another concept which we've already established, which is that halacha lemaisa, if you did not make Kiddush on Erev Shabbos, which means if you did not make Friday night Kiddush, you missed it for whatever the reason, intentionally or unintentionally, you have the ability to make up that Kiddush over the course of the duration of Shabbos. We saw that statement already in the Shulchan Aruch. Similarly, the Mishalo Hivdil, but Matzah Shabbos, someone who did not make Havdalah, on Matzah Shabbos, has the ability to make up the Havdalah during the rest of the week. Well, so we saw that in yesterday's daf, and we saw rest of the week really means until when? Until Tuesday night. Right, Tuesday night. Again, we learned that concept from Gittin. The week is interesting. Interesting, we learned that from Gittin. The week is divided up into two parts, right? There's the week following Shabbos, the week before Shabbos, the week following Shabbos, or the days following Shabbos are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the week days before Shabbos, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So therefore, Allah, if a person did not go ahead and make Havdalah on Matzi Shabbos, they can go ahead and make Havdalah until Tuesday night. Amemar. And I both say, that statement, what the Gemara just said, just summed up a nice amount of halacha lamaisa that we've covered over the last two days. Ameymar, Pasach la lahashmaisa de Rabba, Bahay Lishna. Ameymar had a different version of Rabba's statement. In his statement, in his version, went like this. Amar Rabba, Hilchas atam mekadesh tam mavdil. So both say, so far so good, it's the same thing. So Rabba once again is saying, Although you shouldn't eat before Kiddush, if you did so, you could still make Kiddush afterwards. Shouldn't eat before Havdalah, but if you did so, you can make Havdalah afterwards. Similarly, So far, same thing about say, if you did not make Kiddush on Friday night, you have the ability to make up that Kiddush over the duration of Shabbos. Here's where this version is different. If a person did not go ahead and make Havdalah on Matzah Shabbos, they can make Havdalah over the rest of the day. In this version, in this version, Rava is limiting the amount of time that you can make up Kiddush, uh, Havdalah, excuse me, through Sunday. Through Sunday. And again, his logic is, Kiddush and Havdalah are apparently, like, well, not apparently, they're bookends, right? They're bookends, right? What Kiddush is to the beginning of Shabbos, Havdalah is to the end of Shabbos. So, just like Shabbos, so to speak, has its whole day to make it up, so to, to make up Kiddush, so to Havdalah will have something. I will say again, we know Halacha Lamaisa, we accept, we adopt the first approach, not the second approach. While it is true that you have the entire Shabbos to make up Friday night Kiddush, and I will say again, remember, when we say make up Friday night Kiddush, what are we referring to? Which part of Friday night Kiddush? The bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos, right? The actual bracha of Kiddush. Remember, we saw in Mishnah Bura yesterday, if you forgot to make Kiddush Friday night, and you make Kiddush Shabbos day, remember, you're not saying Vayichulu, right? Remember, we saw that, because remember, Vayichulu represents the Rebbe Shalom's creation, or cessation of creation, which is a din in Friday night. You're just making the bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos. That's the duration of Shabbos, but we adapt the first version of Rava, that if you go ahead and you missed Havdalah on Matzah Shabbos, you can make it up until Tuesday night. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Amrilei Marienuko Markeshisha Bereidrav Chistel Ravashi. So this is interesting. So Marienuko and Markeshisha were the sons of Rav Chista. So we'll say, this is interesting. Just as an aside, just as an aside, there's an interesting machlokas about their names. If their names were actually both Yenuka, did Rav Chista name both of his kids Yenuka? And one of them was called, now again, if he gave both of his kids the same name, 
how do you know who's who? So they called one of them Mar Yenuka Umar Kashisha. You know, old, 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 older, right? I'm sorry, if you name them both Mar, I'm sorry, name them both Mar. One was called Older Mar, one was called Younger Mar. Or, or that, no, they had different names. Just one was known as the older son, and one was known as the younger son. Okay, just, just as an aside. So the Gemara says, so what happened? So the two sons of Rav Chista said to Ravashi, Zimna Chada Ikla Amemar Le'asr. So this is very interesting. One time, the great sage Amemar came to our city. Came to our city. Both are getting to a great sugya now. And when Amemar came, we did not have wine. We ran out of wine. I see not le shikra. So both say this was by Havdalah. We didn't have any wine. It was time to make Havdalah. So we brought Amemar beer, shikra. Now, both say, now again, just so it's important to understand, we, you know, the, the beer that the Gemara talks about, that the Gemara talks about is generally date beer. Right, Mary Gabosa, so this a few weeks, uh, not even a few weeks ago, I think last week, right, Bavel, Bavel had, Baruch Hashem, surplus of dates. Right, so, so, so dates, so beer, so beer was, was date beer. Even in Israel, beer was date beer. Okay, so they brought him beer. So Amemar refused to make Havdalah over beer, and therefore Ubas Tavas. And therefore, I will say he went to sleep fasting. See, because I mean, we, remember we spoke about Talach. You're not supposed to eat before Avdalah. The only exception is water. Good. So you could drink water before Avdalah, but otherwise, again, no eating before Avdalah. So therefore, Amemar needed to make Avdalah. He didn't want to make Avdalah on beer, so he went to sleep fasting. Rash Ram says over here. Bas tavas lan muuna shelo achav ukrahu b'dinel. So we'll say this bas tavas is just a pasuk. It's taken from Daniel. Fine. So what happened? So the Gemara says bas tavas lemachar tarachna va'aisina lechamra va'avdo v'tamid. The next morning we managed to get Amemar some wine. He made havdala and then he ate something good. Fine. That's part one. Next part of the story, the Shana. Next year Amemar came back to our city. The Shana su ikla la'asrin. Lo havalan chamra. Once again, we ran out of wine. Now, both say, now, bepashas, it doesn't mean they, they never had wine, but remember, it's Matzah Shabbos. Must have been a really good Shabbos, right? So, by the time Shabbos is over, there's no wine left. So, same thing, what ends up happening? I seen the Shikre. We brought a Meimar wine, oh, sorry, beer for Havdalah. So, we'll say, now, this is the second time this is happening. A Meimar says, Ihachi, now I see, this is the second time you're bringing me beer. Chamar Medinahu. That obviously beer, beer, Chamar Medina Bose means a drink of the nation. That ultimately, again, it's clear to me that beer ultimately, again, is a hush of a drink in this location. Look at the Rashbam for just a moment. Chamar Medina. So, remember again, Chamar Medina literally means what? Means a wine of the country. Chamar is wine. So, wine of the country. What does this mean? Rashbam says, Ein yayin achar beir hazos. Kiem Shechar, Hilchach Mavdilin Bovachin Halacha. So we'll say, what, what, what Amemar is saying is the fact that when you run out of wine, you bring beer, indicates that Halacha Lamaisa in this locale, beer, I'm not going to say it's as chashiv as wine, but is in the category of wine. That ultimately, again, when looking for wine replacements, Beer is brought. So we'll say this is the concept of a Khamar Medina, which is a drink which has prominence in a particular locale. So finish the Rashbam. He says, Ein yayin akar When there's no wine in this city, Kiem Shechar, Hilchach Mavdilinbal. Therefore, Amemar said, Now that I see that it's a Khamar Medina, 
Ultimately, again, the five should finish line of the Gemara. Avdil v'ta'amidya. Meimar made Abdullah over it, and then he had Balava Malka. Then he ate right after. So look, so now go back to the Rashbam for just a moment. So Rashbam says, Hilchach mavdilin bo, v'chein halacha. And this, and Rashbam says, this is the halacha that you could use a Chamar Medina ultimately for, for Havdalah. Avam, now the Rashbam says something very interesting. is avamayim lo ikru Chamar Medina. But water is never called Chamar Medina. And we don't make Havdalah, even in a situation where there's nothing else to drink. Even when there's no beer, even when there's no wine, we don't use water. So we'll say, here we get into the topic of Chamar Medina, which is the ability under certain circumstances to substitute some other Chashava drink for for wine. So we'll say, look at the, back to the Gemara. Shmamina Tlas. So we learn from here three things. Number one, Shmamina Hamavdu Batilat Zarakshad Dalakos. We'll say, so number one, we learn that Allah Chalamaisa, even if you made Havdallah in Shmona Esri, Atachanantanu, you still have to go ahead and make Havdallah Alakos on a cup of wine. Right? We'll say, because again, remember, Bepashtos, Amemar's Davening Mariv. Right, he's saying Atachanantanu, yet there's still a din of Havdallah. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, Lesson number two, you can't eat before you make havdala. Good. So we'll say, so again, number one, yet he still needed to make havdala a la coast. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is if you don't make havdala, you can't eat. Where do we learn that? Because remember, again, Amemar went to sleep hungry in year number one. He wouldn't make havdala on beer. And lesson number three is if you don't make Havdalah on Matzeh Shabbos, you can make Havdalah on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then I will say, interestingly enough, what lesson is missing from the Gemara over here? What doesn't the Gemara say? That you could use Chamra Medina, right? Is, 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 isn't, isn't that like, so look at the Rashbam, this is very interesting. Shmamina Tzlas, the Rashbam says, Gimel Dvarim B'Sidre Havdalah, V'Afa Gav D'Shamina Minim B'Damavdilana Chamra Medina. Even though, again, one of the major takeaways from this, so we'll say this is going to be our topic now for a little bit, is that you can go ahead and use Chamar Medina. So we'll say, so into the Ashpam says, what, what the, the, the use of Chamar Medina, so what Rashan says the Gemara is focusing on are the actual mechanics of Havdalah itself. So if you look at the three lessons that the Gemara learns, you have to make, even if you've made Havdalah, and davening, you have to make Havdalah a la kos. You can't eat unless you made Havdalah. You can make Havdalah during the week. The Rashbam posits, the Gemara is only focusing on lessons that deal with the mechanics of Havdalah. The concept of Chamra Medina, as we're going to see, is not unique to Havdalah. The concept of Chamra Medina is a din on what can you use as a wine substitute in general by a kosher bracha. But it's not Havdalah specific. Because I have Havdalah specific, therefore again, the Gemara doesn't, doesn't use, doesn't make this one of the lessons. So Rosh goes on, he says, says, one of two reasons as to why the Gemara does not include the lesson of Chamar Medina is one of the takeaway lessons. Either number one, because Chamar Medina is not related to the mechanics of Havdalah, and the lessons being espoused here have to do with the mechanics of Havdalah. That's possibility one. Possibility two, possibility two, is that it's a milsa de pshitle. It's so obvious. It's so obvious that you could use, that you could use Chamar Medina, the Gemara does not feel the need to articulate it as a lesson. Okay, fine. 
We'll say, so interestingly enough, so now what the Gemara highlights for us is the ability to go ahead and use a Chamar Medina for Havdalah. Now we'll say, we're going to see that Halacha the discussion regarding Chamar Medina, is really broken up into, into three parts. Chamar Medina by Havdalah, Chamar Medina by Kiddush, and Chamar Medina by Birkas Hamazon, by benching. And the truth is, they're all dealt with a little bit separately. So let, let, me, let me focus you on Havdalah for just a moment. So the Shulchan Arach here says in Reish Tzadik Vav Sif Gimel, Im lo yayin velo sheichar, ushar mashkim, yesh omrim, um, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Ve'im mavdilin ala pas. I'm sorry, this is in Reish Tzadik Vav Sif Beis. Yeah, Rachel was Siv base. So let's listen to this. So the the Shulchan Aruch writes, "Ve'im avdilin alapas." You can't make havdala on bread. Now, why does the, why does the Shulchan Aruch need to say this? Because as I just mentioned before, Kiddush and havdala are sister concepts, right? They're bookends. They're bookends. So you might have thought the same way you can make Kiddush on bread. The you make havdala on bread. Therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says, "No, no, no. We don't we don't make havdala on bread for a variety of different reasons." We're not going to get into it right now. However, aval ala sheikhar bavdilin imhu chamar medina vahu adin vahu adin lushar mashkin chutz min amayim. So both say salokh alamaisa, but you could go ahead and make havdala on sheikhar, on beer, or on anything else that is a chamar medina chutz min amayim, with the exception of water. Then I both say, so here's what's interesting about this. So the Rabbah says, haga, the tov yosra la havdal kos pogum shal yayimi al sheikhar. So let's listen to this. Interestingly enough, so the, the Ramah says, it is better to use a cup of wine that is pagum than to use a chamar medina. Very interesting, right? So we saw yesterday, you can't use a coast that's pagum. Ramah says, if it's a choice between a pagum wine and chamar medina, better to go ahead and use wine. So we'll say the Mishnah comments on this. He says, al avdilin, im ein lo yayin, vim yesh lo yayin, hu kodim l'chala mashkin. So we'll say, this is actually very interesting. So the, the idea, just so you should understand, of chamar medina is that it's always second best. It's always second best. So whenever one could use wine, it is highly preferable to use wine for Havdalah. For Havdalah. We're going to see this. This is going to be true for everything. But for Havdalah as well, one should preferably use wine. If one doesn't have wine, then one could go ahead and use a Charmadina. I will say, interestingly enough, there seems to be one exception to this. One exception to this. Obiyomtov Shechalios he goes ahead. Rama says, however, the minog amatze pesach is to make havdala on beer, right? Why is the minog amatze pesach to make havdala on beer? Because you can remember that Rama is not referring to date beer, right? This is this is good old chametz beer, right? Because it's chaviv. Because you haven't had it for eight days, you haven't had it for eight days. Therefore, it's especially chavit. Okay, so we'll say, so this idea of chavivos is an interesting one. But again, I just want to point out something very important, which is that really, one should try to go ahead and use wine for avdala. This is important. Now, again, if one doesn't like wine or one doesn't normally drink wine, of course, you can use a charmadina. But again, assuming one drinks wine, is definitely preferable to use wine for havdalah. Chamar Medina is there as a runner-up beverage. Just as an aside, Ramosha has an interesting tshuva where he discusses halach So, what's the definition of a chamar Medina? So Ramosha's range thing is anything that you would serve to company, anything that you would serve to guests, 
has the status of a Khamar Medina, which by the way is pretty expensive if you think about it. So for example, he says soda could be a Khamar Medina, juice could be a Khamar Medina. He, you know, again, anything in the water family, into the, so let's say again, seltzer, right, or sparkling water, as much as you would serve that to guests, comes into the water family, and water clearly is not a Khamar Medina. So again, at least by Havdalah, ideally still best to use wine, but in the event that one does not have wine, one could go ahead and use the Khamar Medina, ultimately for Havdalah. But say, let's go, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara. What about using Chama Medina for Kiddush? Right? So I want to make Kiddush over beer. Is that permitted? So the Gemara says, so we'll say, so remember again, we keep saying Shechra, whenever the Gemara refers to beer, their beer is date beer. You're going to see why this is important in just a moment. So Amar, so remember again, this is Rav Huna asking for Rav Chista. So Rav Chista said, Uma Amar, Hashta, Uma Pirzuma, Uti'ini, Va'asani. But when it comes, so we'll say, what are these things? Look at the Rashbam. So Pirzuma is Shechra Sa'orin. Beer that is made from barley. Ti'ini is beer that is made from figs. And asani is some type of berry beer. Asani, Rashbam says, Sha'osin Shechar, Miprisne, Kigon Tusin. So some, a beer made from berries. A beer made from berries. The chap of these beers is they were considered to be more chashuv than just stam date beer. Stam date beer. So the Gemara says, so therefore, Chista says, when it comes to these, spe- we'll call these specialty beers, the, the Gemara says, that it was asked about these beers, if you could use them for Kiddush, and yet it was never answered. If we're not clear that you could use specialty beers, which are more chashuv, then certainly you can't use regular date beer. Sovermine, so we'll say it sounds like what they were concerned about was about using these beers for Kiddush. But it sounds like maybe you can use them for Avdallah. Rather, Rav said the same way that you can't use beer for Kiddush, you also can't use beer for Havdalah. Say it, Marnami, we learn this as well. Amrav Tachlifa Varavimi, Amr Shwabo, say first wide line, Kovzayin, Amud Aleph. So the Gemara says, Amr Shmuel, Kishim Shin Makachna Love, Kachin Mavdilan Allah. So we'll say in this version, Shmuel says, the same way that you can't use a Chamar Medina for Kiddush, you also can't use a Chamar Medina for, for Havdalah. So the Gemara, Levi, Shadra Leila Rebbe, Shikra Bartlesar Migne. So Levi one time sent to Rebbe, a beer, but it was a Bartlesa Magni literally means that was, if you look at, if you look at the Rajbam, Tlesa Magni, that a beer that essentially was made with um, 13, 13, how do you make date beer? You soak, you soak, you soak dates in water, soak dates in water. There were 13 batches of dates that were soaked in the water. So it was a very strong, flavorful beer. A 13 date batch beer. Tame. So what happened? So, so, so Rebbe tasted it. Have a tuva. And it was very delicious. Very tasty. Amar, ki gonzu ra'i lekadish alav 
So we'll say there's actually quite a rating, right? Quite, quite a review that Rebbe's giving this beer, right? So, so we'll say, so Rebbe said, Mamish, this beer, this beer is not only delicious, but it is fit for Kiddush and all of the Shiros Vesishbachos. Every single praise in this world could be recited over this beer. Pretty incredible. That night, he had significant diarrhea. So remember again, we've seen this reaction to specifically Babylonian date beers. Probably date, dates in general could act, could act as a laxative. So we'll say, so the idea is that night he, he suffered significantly. Amar Misran Umafai. So we'll say, he was said, how could, essentially, how could something so delicious cause so much pain? It's a, it's a, it's a Yisod, an incredible Yisod in life in general. Sometimes again, thing, things that appear to be very delicious and very wonderful turn out to cause a lot of pain. So we'll say, so again, so therefore, fine. So the other of Yosef, so we'll say, so again, so what's interesting about this is Rebbe was clearly of the opinion, at least initially, leaving aside the reaction that, that his body had to the beer that night, but at least initially felt that this beer should be usable for both Kiddush and Avdallah. So Yosef said, I'm going to take a public vow that I will not drink beer. Now, we'll say, now, now, what, now what does this mean? So once again, you have Rav Yosef, you have Rav Yosef saying that halacha that halacha lamaisa, you know, beer is so detrimental to the system that literally I'm going to take a public vow. Now again, this is a bit hyperbolic, but remember again, right? a vow that is made in public doesn't, can't be revoked. So what he was saying is, I'm going, to make, I'm going to make an irrevocable vow that I'm never going to drink beer. Okay, so Amarava, ishti meziruyon, velo ishti shechra. I'd rather drink flax water than drink beer. So we'll say, so once again, this is not talking about, the, this is talking about the fact that beer has this detrimental effect physically. Vamarava, shikiyusa shechra, man demekadesh ashechra. So we'll say, this is very interesting. So Rava says, tehavi sakiyuse shechra means, let a person make his money from beer if a person makes Kiddush on beer. Now, now, what is that? And you take a look at the Rashbam. It's at the end of the first wide line. Tehavi sekiyuse shechra, so I said, the idea being that a person should become so impoverished, should become so impoverished that all he could afford is beer if he makes Kiddush on beer. So I said, the idea being, Rav is saying, it's not appropriate to make Kiddush on beer. And one who compromises the holiness of Kiddush by making Kiddush on beer should only be able to afford beer. Okay, Rav Ashkechei. Rav Huna, the Kaddish Shikra. Rav one time found Rav Huna making Kiddush on beer. Amr le Shari Abba le Mikne Istere Mishikra. So if you, if you, so literally he gave him a little bit of a shtach. He said, it appears that Abba has become a beer merchant, is doing business with beer. In other words, he was saying, the fact that you're making Kiddush on beer must indicate that now you're in the beer business because why else would anyone go ahead and make Kiddush on beer? If you look at the Rashbam, he says over here, so again, interestingly enough, you begin to see a lot of beer tension. So remember again, we, we started this with Ameymar, with Ameymar 
ultimately recognizing that beer could be considered a Chamar Medina, and at least for Havdalah purposes, we find a Meymar ultimately making Havdalah on beer. But then you find these other opinions having some significant, significant reservations about the use of beer. So Tan Rabbanon, in Mikhanshin Ela Sheikhar, you can't make Kiddush on beer. Mishnah Rabbalazar Rabbi Shimon Amru, Mikhanshin. Mikachin. So ultimately, again, but other others say, um, uh, right. so I'll say, Amru So we'll say so again. First, Machlokas is, can you can you use beer for Kiddush? Next, Metimas Yain Kolshu. We'll say, when going ahead and drinking from the wine of Kiddush, all bless you, all you require is a little bit of a taste. Look at the Rash, look at the Rash Bam. Matemas Yain Kolshu. Different topic now, right? So first statement was, first statement was that you could go ahead and make Kiddush on beer. Fine. Second statement was, Matimas Yain Kolshuhu. Ultimately, again, so first of all, Machlogis, can you use beer for Kiddush or not? Next, when you go ahead and you taste from the wine of Kiddush, how much do you have to drink? First opinion said, all you need is a taste. Rabbi Yossi Amar Yehuda Amar Mali Logmav. No, you need a cheekful. A cheekful. Amar Avuna Amar Av. V'chein Tani Rav Gidel. V'chein Tani Rav Gidel. V'chein Tani Rav Gidel Demin Narash. Hamekadesh Vita Mali Logmav Yatsa. V'imlav Lo Yatsa. So I'll say again. Rav comes along and quotes Rav Gidel from Narash, who says that when you make kiddush and you taste, you must drink at least a cheekful. If you drank a cheekful, then you are Yotze, but if not, you are not Yotze. And in fact, if you take a look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says, V'tam male lugmav yatza, v'imlav lo yatza, v'hochi hilkasa, v'hushalotam echa mikala mesubin, avaltam echa mehem yatzu kulan yidechavasa bishalotam. Rabbi says, and this is very important, this is the halach halamaisa, you have to drink a cheekful from liquid, ah, from liquid, from Kiddush. Right, you have to drink a cheekful. Now, we assume in halacha, cheekful is a row of revias, is the majority of a revias. To be on the safe side, a person should drink a revias from Kiddush. Now, interestingly enough, the halacha by Kiddush is, it doesn't have to be the Makadish, right? It doesn't have to be the person who's making Kiddush who drinks the wine. As long as it's someone who's being yotze with Kiddush who drinks, that is satisfactory. Rabbi said, this is very important because halacha someone has to drink a cheekful. So right, if a person makes Kiddush, they just take a sip and then they give everybody else a sip, it could, it's possible that one is not really Yotze Kiddush. So someone, that's why ideally it's preferable that it's the Mevarech, drinks a cheekful of the kos and one is Yotze Kiddush in that way. And if not, again, the Gemara says you're not Yotze. Amrad Nachman by Yitzchak, Ana tanina la lo gidel bar menashe va lo gidel bar menyume ele gidel stama. In our version of this, we'll say the author of this statement is not Gidel Bar Menashe, not Gidel Bar Menyumi, just regular Gidel. That was his name. So the Gemara says, Who cares? In other words, what does it matter which Gidel it is? I'll tell you why the Gemara says, It's important, ultimately, again, because this way, if Gidel said something else, somewhere else, that was contradictory, ultimately, again, we have the ability to contrast these two statements. Good. So we'll say, so again, this, as I mentioned before, this last, so again, we're still not clear about the whole beer piece. 
Right, the whole beer piece again. I'm not gonna. If we have time at the end of the year, I'll go back. I showed you by Abdullah. We'll have to see what the halacha by kiddush is and the halacha by kosher bracha. Let's say by benching is. So we'll come back to Amir Tashem. But at least for Abdullah, we've seen you can use chamer medina, but halacha lemaisa chamer medina is a bidiyavan. Right, much better to go ahead and use wine for Havdalah. When we're making kiddush, we're making kiddush, or for that matter, again any kosher bracha, one should drink a mali lugmav. Now again, lav dafka that it has to be the mavarich. It could be one of the other people who's being yotze with that kosher bracha as well. But someone has to drink a cheekful. Let's go back again. I owe you the chamer medina by kiddush and by berakasamos, and I haven't forgotten. Let's just make sure we can get through the daf first. What about the so we'll say, now going back to the mishnah? So remember again, we'll say, how do we start? You have to stop eating Samach Lamincha. I know Samach Lamincha means a half hour before Mincha. What don't I know? Ibailahu. Samach Lamincha Gidola Tanan, Oduma Samach Lamincha Kitana Tanan. Well, say, which Mincha are we talking about? Remember again, just for illustrative purposes, on our perfect day, where sunrise is six, sunset is six. Mincha Gidola, six and a half hours into the day, will be 12.30. Mincha Kitana is nine and a half hours into the day, will be 3.30. Samuch means a half hour before. So the Gemara is asking over here, is the Mishnah telling me that I have to stop eating at 12 or at 3? What, 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 what is it telling me? So the Gemara says, let's analyze. So the Gemara says, Samuch Mincha Gidola. If you tell me it's Mincha Gidola, you tell me you have to stop at 12. O Misham Pesach, Dilma Asila Mimshach, Amad Beis. Because maybe the concern is as follows. Maybe what the Mishnah is telling me is, you really have to stop eating at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Because remember again, what occurs? What occurs at Chatzos and Erev Pesach? Ultimately, again, you could offer up the Karim Pesach. So what's the concern? Maybe Chazal were concerned that if we allow you to sit down to a meal, any time from 12 o'clock and on, what's going to end up happening? You're going to end up getting caught up in your meal and you may forget to offer up the carbon Pesach. Maybe that's the concern. And therefore, when the Mishnah says you can't eat Samach Lamincha, Samach Lamincha literally means that Halach from 12 o'clock and on, on Erev Pesach, you cannot eat. Odzama, the other possibility is, Samach Lamincha Kitana Tanan. No, maybe Halach the Mincha they're talking about is Mincha Kitana. You can't, you have to stop eating from 3 p.m. and on, a half hour before Mincha Kitana, 3 p.m. and on. Because what's the concern? We want you to stop eating at 3. Because what's going to happen if you don't stop eating at 3? You're going to continue eating up until Yom Tif, And by the time Pesach comes, you're going to be full. You're going to sit down to the Seder and you're going to be stuffed and the matzah is going to be Achila Gasa. We don't want you to have matzah, Achila Gasa. So you hear the tension? So, so the Mishnah is telling you have to stop eating before Mincha. Is it before Mincha Gidola at 12 p.m.? And therefore the Mishnah is telling me we don't want you to eat a meal lest you forget to offer up the current Pesach. Or no, it's Mincha Kitana. And the Mishnah is telling me we don't want you to eat past 3 p.m. Because we don't, we want you to have an appetite for matzah. So Ravina Toshma. So Ravina said, Afidu Agrippas Hamelach. This halacha applies to even King Agrippas. Even King Agrippas. So we'll say, so Shuhu was Shuragil Lach Obatesha shows. So Agrippas would normally eat his first meal at nine hours into the day. Now, we'll say, now take a look at the Rashbam for just a moment. So the Rashbam says, Agrippas Hamelach. Melech kasher haya mimalchei chashmonai velo haya ochel adsha adsha tes. 
So we'll say Agrippas. Now, this is actually very interesting. So the Rashbam says Agrippas was a Melech Kasher, a good guy, a good man. Ultimately, again, from the Hasmonean kingdom. Right? From the Hasmonean kingdom. Now, both say, now listen to this. Now, if you look at Tosis, Tosis says, Tosis says, Rashi didn't do his homework. Rashi didn't do his homework. Why? Because what does the Gemara Masech Sota say? The Besota Amri, Kishiagia Lemikerevachecha Tasmalacha Melech, Zogu Enav Demos. Agrippas wasn't Jewish. Agrippas wasn't Jewish. Right, there's a whole discussion again about Agrippas. Remember, I will say, this is very important. The Hashmonai family was wiped out, was wiped out by Herod. Right? Herod was a, a Hasmonean slave, right? Or a slave to the Hashmonai family. And he wiped out the entire Hashmonai family. Each of the Gmartels, except for one girl, right? One, one woman in the Hashmonai family who Herod fell in love with. She, after she saw what, what Herod did to her entire family, she went up to the rooftop. She cried out, I am the last remaining member of the Hashmonai family. Whoever claims to be of Hasmonean descent after me is really a slave. And she threw herself down to her death. She committed suicide rather than, rather than marry Herod. Herod then rebuilt the Hasmonean dynasty, quote unquote, rebuilt the Hasmonean dynasty, but it was not the Hasmonean dynasty. It was a slave dynasty. Agrippas was a descendant. Agrippas was a very good man, a very good man, and a very good king to the Jewish people. But he was, but Tosa says, Rashi, you're wrong. He was not the base Hashanah. That, that, that is inaccurate. That is false. He was not the base Hashanah. I will say, the riot to this was that the Gemara Masechah Sota speaks about a story that was happening during Hakel, right? In Sukkis after Shemitah, when they assemble everybody in the court of the base Hamikdash, and they read sections of the Torah, and they read, Mekerev Achecha, Som Tassim Alecha Melech, Mekerev Achecha, place a king through amongst your brethren, and amazingly enough, Agrippas began to cry. Why did he begin to cry? Because he realized that he was not Mekerev Achecha. So Tosa says, yes, he was a good man, but he was not Mekerev Malchus Chashmonai. Now again, that doesn't matter so much for our story. Agrippas was a pious man. Interestingly enough, he would eat his first meal at the ninth hour of the day. Now, why, now, we'll say, now, what does that have to do with anything? Now, listen to this. The Gemara says, Tamdi Chachamim, eat their first. Also, we had this. Remember, we had this, we had this in, in Psachim not so long ago, the, well, a little while ago. The different meal schedules, right? Everybody eats at different, at different times in the day. So, Tamdi Chacham, eat their first meal at the sixth hour of the day. Now, Agrippas, now, if that's the case, why was Agrippas not eating his meal until the ninth hour? Oh, because royalty doesn't get up until three hours into the day. Royalty sleeps late. So Agrippas would sleep, sleep like royalty, but eat with piety. It's the way to live, right? Sleep like royalty, eat like piety. Right? So he, would, he would sleep until the third hour, but he wouldn't eat his first meal until the sixth hour into the day after he woke up, which was hour number nine. So now watch this. And the Gemara says, Even Agrippas HaMelech, Osa Hayom, Aner Pesach, Lo Yochel, Achetech He has to abstain from eating. To which the Gemara says, See, if he says, means mincha kitana, 3 p.m., then it makes sense that Agrippa says being included in this. But if he says, means mincha gidola, then of course Agrippa can't eat. In other words, the, the shas, isr for already occurred beforehand. 
Rather, you have to say that the Samoch Lemincha is Samoch Lemincha Kitana. Sof, sof, my Rabuse da Agrippas, Hamachile's Mani Sura. But I will say, again, still, I don't understand what is the Chiddush about bringing in Agrippas. Nevertheless, again, by the time he goes ahead and wants to eat, it's going to be a Shasis, sir. Maldetema. Tesha shows la Agrippas ka'arba shows didan. You might have thought that the ninth hour of Agrippas is like the fourth hour for us, and therefore Agrippas and should be permitted to eat at nine hours into the day. Because again, it's not going to make him too full for matzah. Therefore, again, Kamashmalo know that even Agrippas Hamelach, Hamelach would be bound by this halacha, even though again his eating schedule is a little bit different than everyone else. So we'll say, bottom line, halacha lamaisa, what Gemara comes out is that Samoch Lamin, again, it's a little anticlimactic for us because the Rashbam already said this in the Mishnah, but Samoch Lamincha means what? Samoch Lamincha Kitano. Halacha lamaisa, the Mishnah is teaching me, I cannot eat from nine hours into the day. And on. What's the reason? The Mishnah is not concerned that I'm going to become derelict with offering up the current Pesach. That we're not concerned about. Instead, the reason why we stop eating at nine hours into the day is in order to enter into Yom Tif with an appetite, specifically for matzah. And I'll say that's Talacha. Now listen to this. Some interesting qualifications. Amr Abiyosi, Aval Mat Bielchu B'minei Targima. So I'll say, this is very interesting. You know, the, the burning question of what to eat on Erev Pesach has been one that has plagued the Jewish people, right, from, from, from the beginning of our national existence, right? What do you eat on Erev Pesach? So we'll say, now watch this. Here's what's fascinating about this. So we'll say, the Gemara just finishes saying, you can't eat from Mincha, from Samoch from Mincha, from, from three o'clock and on. You know, I'll say, what does the Gemara say in the next sentence? But, come on, what, but what can you eat? What can you eat? As if like it's impossible to contemplate the notion that maybe you won't actually eat anything. No, no, no. But what, what can you eat? So I'll say, now watch this. Now, we'll say, in all seriousness, we know, again, the Seder's late. Not only does the Seder begin late, but Lamaise again, by the time you get to Shulchan Orech, or even by the time you get to Motzi Matzah, right? It's, it's, it's already late. So remember, so the Gemara says, okay, so now I understand you don't want me to eat from Samach Lamincha 3 p.m. and on because again, we should go into Pesach with a, we're going to Yemtiv with an appetite for matzah. But are there any exceptions? Listen to this. Avamat Targimo. But you could dip Mine Targimo. Now look at this. Look at the Rashbam for the moment. So this is in the wide lines of the Rashbam, we'll say two, four, six, about seven lines in. We'll say this is talking about now food that you can eat. From 3 p.m. and on, from Samoch Lamincha and on. So, what can you do? Targima, Rashi says, Rashbam says, Perish, I'm sorry, Peros, Ubasar, below Lechem. So, you can eat fruit, you can eat meat. The idea is you can't eat bread. Now, obviously, bread doesn't mean bread over here because it's already after the Shas. It's Rechamans, no grain products. No grain products, that's the idea. Can't eat anything grain based. So the idea that it mentions over here regarding, regarding dipping is only because they would normally dip their foods, right? But again, lavdafka didn't have anything to do with dipping. So the idea over here is that halacha lamaisa, you can go ahead and eat fruit, you could eat meat already again from mincha time and on, but no grain-based items. Rabbi Yitzchak, matbil biyarki. Rabbi Yitzchak, we need vegetables. Rashbam says, biyarka, chayo ocha yark mina mincha lamayla, lefi she'ino masbiya. Because ultimately, again, vegetables don't satiate. 
Don't say shape. Therefore, we need now. Boss, look what the Rashbam says. It's actually quite interesting. He says, "Venira be'enai demegara liba lemechal." So ultimately, again, Rashbam says, "By the way, vegetables actually often not only do they not satiate." But they often make a person even hungrier, which Rashbam says is great. It's great because then you go into Pesach ultimately again with even a, a, a greater appetite. He says, mm-hmm. So Rashbam just points out over here that this Rabbi Yitzchak, eating vegetables could serve one of two purposes. Either vegetables, so again, essentially you begin to see you could eat basar, peros, yarki, fruit, meat, vegetables, just nothing grain-based. Nothing grain-based from mincha time and on. So Tanya, we have a that supports this. Hashamish, what else can you eat on Erev Pesach? You can eat kishka. You can eat kishka, right? You can take the intestines. You can take the intestines. And you get, well, now said, and the truth is, it's not really our kishka, right? Because kishka that you buy today has usually has some type of flour that's used as a binder. Here they're talking about, again, good old kishka, which was just straight up intestines. So you could go ahead. So the shamish could go ahead and matum neme ayin. could go ahead and dip the intestines and give it before the archim. If you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says over here, shamish. So this is taking the intestines of the animals that were shechted for Sudas Yamtiv. So again, the Shamish could go ahead and give and give me So the Gemara says, even though there's no raya for this, there's a pasuk that supports this practice. Literally, again, make for yourself a proper furrow. And do not, do not plant your seeds on the thorns. Now, what does this mean? If you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says, So we'll say, the Gemara is transitioning a little bit over here and pointing out that even sometimes eating certain things not only doesn't satiate, but ultimately, again, has the ability to even make you hungrier. So we see this content by vegetables and apparently even certain types of meat, like eating the intestines, apparently, again, not only doesn't satiate, but actually makes a person even hungrier. So the Gemara says, the right, quotes this Pasek, quotes this Pasek, the Chsev Nero Lachem Nir, Hera Lanu Hanavi Dugma, Shechor Shnes Akaraka Kadei Lekabal Asazriya. So we'll say, the, the, the idea being is, you go ahead, Ve'eno Harusha, Ve'eno Harusha, Ve'eno Mekabal Asazriya. So we'll say, the idea of Nero Lachem Nir means, Make for yourself a furrow in order to plant the seed. If you don't make the furrow, the seed doesn't take root. So what's the idea? The concept ultimately is that even sometimes even for achila, make yourself hungrier. So this way, again, the matzah will be even more delicious. So there are two ways you make yourself hungrier. Possibility number one is don't eat, right? The possibility number two is eating certain foods, which by definition instigate or, or amplify the appetite a little bit. So the idea over here of the shamish serving, the b'nei and the intestines beforehand, is the way that they were megarer achila. They intensified the appetite. So we'll stop over here. Will the Mir Tashem pick up 
with the rest of this discussion about, again, what to do on Erev Pesach and Merit tomorrow. And I still owe you Chamar Medina, ultimately, again, by Kiddush and by Kosher Bracham. To be continued. Shkach Abosem.